0: This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by Emmeline's Antiques. Come to Emmeline's Antiques, where every item comes with our exclusive demon-free guarantee. And in the with the in and Come at the grand the
1: smell of death is on the And not when the cold wind
0: blows. no one cares, Hello, my name is Chris.
2: My name is Kelsey.
0: And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. It's Haunted Mirrors Week on Pod Cemetery with 1990's Mirror Mirror and 2018's Look Away. If you were paying attention at the end of last week's episode, we said Don't Look Away. It's called Look Away from 2018. Both of these movies were recommended by listener Diane, so thank you very much, Diane.
2: Yes, thank you, Diane.
0: But before we get to the movies, Kelsey, how do we start the show?
2: Horror trivia.
0: Give me what you got.
2: Complete this quote. Okay. I ate his liver with some...
0: Fava beans and a nice Chianti.
2: Yes, even though you're supposed to say it Chianti.
0: But he says Chianti.
2: Yes, he So does. I said it the way he said it. I know.
0: All right, Kelsey. Scream Queen Jamie Lee Curtis is married to which actor? Sarandon? Is he married
2: to Chris Sarandon?
0: No. I don't know. Come on, I talk about them all the time. Like literally. I
2: know. I thought you I thought it was Chris all the time.
0: No, but you, you got the first name right.
2: Chris Kirkpatrick.
0: Yes, Chris Kirkpatrick.
2: <laughs> Is that a person?
0: <laughs> yes. Christopher Guest. Okay. Well, they're both comedians. Six fingered man.
2: They're both in Princess Bride. That's why I thought it was Crystal Oh,
0: Man. I see the connection there. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense.
2: I was like, I know it's the guy from Princess Bride. I just didn't uh-huh. know it was the other one.
0: All right, anyway, moving on to our first film, Mirror, Mirror, from 1990. Written by, uh, okay, Annette Casconi, Gina Casconi, Yuri Zeltzer, and Maria Sargenti. The last two have written by credits, and the first two have screenplay credits. Directed by Marina Sargenti, starring Karen Black, William Sanderson, Kristen Datillo, Rainbow Harvest, <laughs> and Stephen Tobolowsky. Kristen Datillo Nikki, by the way, is Janie from Janie's Got a Gun. Oh, from... Aerosmith.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say the one from the movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> Janie's Not got a Not another teen gun. movie. Yeah. Janie's got a gun!
0: <laughs> no, um, the Aerosmith music video. Oh, okay. What is Mirror Mirror about?
2: A mother and her daughter move into a house where they pretty much inherit a mirror, and the mirror possesses demonic qualities.
0: The movie is free with Amazon Prime, or free with commercials on Tubi TV, You can rent it on Prime for $0.99 or buy it for only $3. Should people watch Mirror Mirror?
1: If
2: it were free, I'd say sure.
0: And you had nothing else to do?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, it's (laughs) if it were on TV, I would totally watch it. But I don't know if I'd pay for it. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth paying for.
0: I feel like it felt like the kind of movie that you would have on in the middle of the afternoon. While you were doing something else. <laughs> like in a good way. I, I, I remember getting that distinct feeling while I was watching this movie. <laughs> anyway, you can take our advice or leave it, but. Well,
2: so you would only watch it if it was, if you were doing something else?
0: No, it's not what I meant. I mean, listen, it's not a vital film. No. By any means. It was interesting. Yeah. I would say that I liked it. Yeah. But if you're following along, just so you know what we're talking about, then great. Uh, But don't feel like you have to, I guess is my recommendation. Yeah. You can take our advice or leave it, but when we get back, we will talk about 1990s mirror, mirror. Behind this glass
1: lies a century of terror, an evil force awaiting their deadly command. I felt something like I or someone. Something was controlling it, making it happen. What the hell is going on? The rumors are true. There is something haunting the Weatherworth House. Only it's not a ghost. It gave me powers. And those powers can be for you too, Nikki. Are you trying to say that you had something to do with this? Well, let's just say that, that you and me are innocent. I all that racket? I can control it now. <laughs> Help me! Ah! Help me! Mirror, mirror. Starring William Sanderson, Karen Black, and introducing Rainbow Harvest.
0: All right, Kelsey, walk us through the plot. How does Mirror Mirror get started?
2: So we start in the forties when a woman drags another woman into a bedroom,
0: and they look like
2: twins. I thought so. I thought at the very least they're sisters. Uh, Yeah, and she gets her on the bed. Gets on top of her, says, forgive me.
0: Oh, she covers the mirror first.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Chris didn't pick up that she covered the mirror first, so he wants to make sure I say that. Yes. And she stabs her, what we assume is her sister. Yeah. And when she does this, everything in the room shakes. Uh-huh. So the, the thing that was covering the mirror falls down, and something... It looks like goes back into the mirror and then it closes. Yeah. And then she covers it again. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out it's kind of an ugly mirror.
0: It is. It's not even cool looking in a sinister evil way. Yeah. It's kind of ugly.
2: Yeah. It's it's a
0: It's like a full, full length, length standing mirror. It's
2: a full length standing mirror. And I think it's supposed to look like tree. Like
0: vines on it. Yeah. Yeah, Roots.
2: Are on it. But it looks dumb. Yeah. I think it's kind of an ugly mirror. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, cut to the present day of, what is it, 1990? 1990. Yeah. And these two ladies walk in, and they're wearing awful hideous clothing. And with
0: no explanation either. Although, we did start... To kind of develop sort of an explanation that started to make things make a little, just just a teensy bit of sense. Kelsey, what was that explanation?
2: It felt like a Tim Burton ripoff.
0: Right, you know, where people wear sort of like old-fashioned and maybe oversized clothes that seem anachronistic and out of place. And it felt like that. And everyone's all a little bit weird and a little bit off.
2: But the problem is, is that if you're going to attempt to do something like Tim Burton, you need to go all in.
0: Yeah. Otherwise,
2: it just feels misplaced and weird.
0: And we should be clear, we're talking about the 80s and 90s Tim Burton. Yes. Yeah.
2: Not the bullshit Tim Burton we have Yeah. (laughs) We'll get into more about why it feels like that. But they... They obviously own the house. It's like an estate.
0: Yeah, so I guess they partner together in some way because the older woman owns an antique shop.
2: So she auctions off all the stuff.
0: Exactly. And the younger woman is the realtor who's going to be selling the house. So one gets to sell all the estate property and the other gets to sell the house. So they're kind of working together.
2: The other woman has to leave to pick up her kids. The younger one. And so the older one says, don't worry, I'll take care of all of this. While she does, uh, she ends up finding some interesting books. She finds one called The Black Arts, which we had to go back and rewind, because when I first saw it, I said The Black Axe. And Chris is like, I think it was The Dark Arts.
0: Black Arts. Black Arts.
2: And when we went back, there's like dust over the R, so it kind of makes Uh it look like a C. But it is the Black Arts. She also finds another book called Scientific Occultism, which makes me giggle. Uh She's like, okay, everything has to go. She's telling her movers, and I need the mirror upstairs to be taken. And when they grab the mirror, there's this awful music that plays. Every time the mirror has, like, magical qualities, there's this stupid music playing. It makes
0: these, like, eerie sort of sounds. And they're ridiculous and random, and they don't feel spooky at all.
2: Yes. And we do see them carrying the mirror downstairs, yes. which Chris said- I missed as well. Yeah, you missed that too. The realtor comes back. She's now with Megan, the main character, and her mother, who is played by Karen Black. Yes. Who we know from the excellent film-
0: Burnt Offerings.
2: Burnt Offerings. Of course, when Chris got excited, I was like, well-
0: She's not what's good about the movie. Yeah,
2: Karen Black isn't exactly what sells the movie, and she certainly doesn't sell this no, one. No, 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 no. Their mom and a daughter coming from L.A. to this tiny town because four months ago their father-slash-husband died. They don't ever tell us how, do they? I don't think so. And so they're moving here because her mother's therapist says it'll be good for them.
0: And Megan, I got to point this out. She looks like what if Annie Potts was impersonating Boy George?
2: I immediately thought of Lydia from Beetlejuice.
0: Obviously, it's an impersonation of Lydia. But like the way she looks with that hat she's wearing, I'll post a picture. She's wearing a Boy George hat with Boy George hair and a big overcoat like Boy George. There's just not as much color as Boy George would wear. Mm Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> Boy George is the singer from Culture Club who famously sang Karma Chameleon, among other things.
2: I mean, it's just like Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, you moving into it... a
0: haunted house and yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. And the mother is aloof and uh, all about looks. You know, She's uh-huh. a very L.A. woman. With this daughter that she just can't seem to get to conform. Yeah. You know, it's it has that Beetlejuice feel to it.
0: Yeah. There's even sculpture.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they walk into the room that will end up being Megan's room, and there's the mirror. Magically back. Yeah. Even though they took it out. And she immediately wants it. She's like, I like it. I want it. The mother's like, oh, we'll get you something else. And she's like, can I? And the mom goes, what? Fine. Like, she's so irritated that her daughter wants this hideous meal. Cut to Megan's new school, where we meet... What is her name? Nikki. Where we meet Nikki. And Nikki and her boyfriend are upset because... Some other very popular girl, Charlene, Charlene. wants to become the class president. And the, the posters everywhere are extremely over the top. And she's freaking out about it. And her boyfriend's like, don't even worry about it. You are going to be a great class president. What has Charlene got? She's got great knockers. That's it. Otherwise, she's got nothing. That upsets Megan, because she's like, don't look at her boobs. Yeah. And they make this big deal about how big her boobs are, and they are when Eh. we do get to see them, but, like, when she's just natural, just wearing clothes, I'm like, there doesn't seem to, like, I don't know why they're making such a big deal about her boobs. Right, Anyway, she runs into Charlene and Charlene's best friend, and they're, of course, taunting her because they think that they're going to win because of their awesome campaign, She's like, "Do you like my posters?" and she goes, "Yeah, they're big." And the girl Get it? very un- very embarrassedly looks at her her chest, but only for a second. So this is supposed to be the best private school in the state or something, but they're not wearing uniforms?
0: Yeah, it just seems like there's no reason for it to be a private school. It's just just like a public school.
2: Exactly. Why isn't this just a public school? It's supposed to bring up the fact that she looks like such an outsider, but I'm like...
0: Yeah, everyone's so preppy and she's not.
2: But that could have not... That didn't need to be at a private school. Right, exactly. When she walks in, Charlene and her friend are immediately making fun of her. Give me a break. Punk is so out. And she's obviously very self-conscious and embarrassed as Megan walks in. And then she immediately runs into, so she's in a science class, she immediately runs into the skeleton, and everybody laughs, and she runs out of the room, to which Nikki is like, I'll go get her. And she says to her, don't even worry about it, those guys would laugh at a plane crash, which I really like that line. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: Nikki is, for most of the movie, for the most part, a pretty great human being. Yes. And we like her.
2: For the most part, Yes. Yes. We then see them in P.E., where Megan explains, you know, my dad died, because it's funny, because Nikki immediately says, when did they divorce? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's because we find out that her parents are divorced, Uh but it's just interesting that that's, like, immediately just like, oh, your parents are divorced, right? But no, her father is dead. She explains, my mom is very Beverly Hills. Meanwhile, the auctioneer lady... Starts to read a diary of the woman from the 40s who stabbed her, what we think is her sister. And she's reading it and it talks about I have kept the evil in the mirror. Maybe I'm insane, but I don't care. I've gotta take I've gotta keep it inside. And so she became a total recluse. And we hear that from Megan as well. Oh, you live in the haunted house. That's the house where the woman, like I said, became a total recluse for years. She never came out. That was apparently because she was protecting everyone from the mirror. Although I don't know why that was necessary, yeah. considering what we learn about it. Uh-huh. And she says, and in her diary, she says, I must refuse to use its power. I've tried destroying it, but it just keeps returning. Right after the realtor comes in and is talking to the auctioneer. And she says, Hey, that family, they want to keep the mirror. And the auctioneer's like, but they unloaded it. I have it here. Yeah. uh We're figuring out that the mirror really is magical. Uh Meanwhile, we haven't mentioned that another one of the things that Megan's mom has been told to do is to have dogs. Because dogs will help her, apparently. Yeah. Get over her husband's death. Well, the dog kept trying to pee on the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And the last time it tried to do it, it was all by itself, and the next thing we know, the dog's dead.
0: Yep. So she puts her on the chopping block uh, island that they have in the kitchen, and it's just bleeding out of its mouth onto the chopping block, and it's like, ah.
2: Yeah. What did that make you think of? Dead dog in a mirror. Oculus.
0: Oh, right, yeah, that's why she got the dog, right. Kills mm-hmm.
2: dogs. So... Megan comes home to find the dog on the kitchen counter, and she's like, get it off of the counter. And her mom's like, that's all you can say? Pets are people too, you know? Right. And she's like, well, what are you going to fucking do with it? And she's like, well, I called people to come and get it. So that's why she's waiting. And she, of course, is like taking this as an excuse to have a pity party and she's like Uh first your father now this and megan's very irritated by that and she's just like this is not the same thing Uh as my father dying (laughs) and when she leaves the karen black says to her you never liked him did you well he liked you (laughs) (laughs) such a weird random line and then, what's-his-name shows up?
0: Uh, Mr. VZ, who is J.F. Sebastian.
1: Home again, home again, jiggity-jiggity. Good evening, J.F. Good fellas.
0: Which is, you know, how I know him, but it's William Sanderson, who played J.F. Sebastian in Blade Runner. Yes. The young man who looked
2: old. He comes in to take out the dog. And the music is just so bad. <laughs> it's really bad in this movie. And he says, pets are people too, which makes Karen Black smile. Yes. Because he'll come back. Meanwhile, Megan has retired to her room and she's looking at herself in the mirror. And she becomes fed up and she throws something at the mirror and says, I hate you, you're ugly.
0: Talking about herself.
2: Yeah. It was a really forced scene. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't believe a girl would ever look at herself in the mirror and feel that way. I absolutely know that women do that. But most of us don't shout it out. Right. Like, what's the point? Uh-huh. So they should have just communicated through her acting. Right. She could have thrown something and she could have, like, done something with her face or, you know, whatever. Something. they it It would have been better... If her acting had shown me how she felt. So
0: this is Rainbow Harvest. (laughs) And that's her actual name. (sighs) Like really actual name. Uh, She was in virtually nothing. She was in a movie in 1984 called Old Enough. Which is apparently, is her first movie and apparently it's where she got first seen. But she's in 11 credits in her entire Career, and she did this and then four other things in 91 and just never again acted.
2: So, she then goes to sleep and we get this weird dream sequence. Yeah. That, that leads to nothing. Never happens again, never gets brought up. Why the fuck was this in there?
0: She So, she sees her father dead and decomposing.
2: Well, at first she we don't get to see what he looks like. Uh-huh. He he just goes to hug her and then he starts to hurt her mm-hmm. and when she pulls away from him, she sees that yes, he's dead and decaying and he like blames her. And
0: when she runs away from him, she runs to the mirror. For yeah. some reason, it's again a little bit forced and she's, you know, screaming out, "No, no, don't, don't, don't."
2: And Karen Black runs in and she wakes her up and she's like, it was you were just having a nightmare. She goes, it was daddy, it was daddy. And she goes, Daddy is dead. Dead people never come back. And I'm just like, what is this performance? Right? <laughs> what are you doing right now?
1: I thought Daddy. <laughs> you were having a nightmare, Megan. But he was here. Megan, your father's dead. He couldn't be here. Dead
2: people never come back. It's so weird. It's so forced. Didn't you say you liked this movie? I did. It's just that there's weird scenes. Right, yeah. uh And like I said, it's not like... So I was under the impression that like evil things were going to start happening to her, but she wasn't going to attribute it to the mirror.
1: Uh And
2: maybe the mirror was going to behave as if it was like her safe haven. No, no, just none of that. The father is never going to come back. She's never going to have this kind of dream again. Just okay.
0: It drops thing. The movie presents things as if something's going to happen and then it just drops it and never brings it up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, That'll happen again involving JF Sebastian.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: I wrote here, do they just have every elective? Because we see them, they're in PE, which I know is isn't necessarily an elective, but they're playing tennis. They're on, like, a swim polo. I guess that's PE as well. Yeah. But they make it seem like it's a whole class because they're going to be playing for a long time or whatever. Many... But anyway, and then they have uh, – Well,
2: P can P does that sometimes. Yeah. They'll get on a kick for like a month, like uh-huh. all we're going to do, like this water pole. That's all we're going to do. You're going to pick your teams right. and play against each other.
0: And then we see them, they're doing pottery and sculpture. And basically the only actual like educational, like traditional educational class we see is the one that Stephen Tobolowski teaches – is it science?
2: It must be must science, because yeah. that's when she runs into uh-huh, the skeleton. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. We we do see them in very various classes, and Nikki and Megan are getting along fantastically. Yes. They're like really good friends.
2: But everyone is making fun of Nikki for hanging out with Megan.
0: Even her boyfriend.
2: Her boyfriend doesn't quite like her. He also is like, she looks weird, she acts weird, but it's like, It pisses me off because they're only basing this on her clothing. Right. Which is fine. Kids are kids. I get that. But the boyfriend is supposed to be a good character. And so when he doesn't like her, it makes him seem like a jackass. Yeah. And then later it's like, oh, see, now he has reasons to not like her. But it's like, he didn't before... And there was nothing about her that said she was going to do this weird shit except for her clothing, which I think unintentionally is like reinforcing? the film is reinforcing yeah. these stereotypes.
0: Unintentionally, but yes, yeah. It's fucked. Mm-hmm.
2: There is a fun line. At one point, they run into Charlene and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend seems interested in Megan for whatever reason. But- as they're walking by, because he
0: actually is a nice dude.
2: He is, yes. And he's
0: with Charlene for some reason.
2: Yes. Oh god, I'm having such a hard time right now separating the two movies. The, yeah, because uh-huh. this is where oh, it gets the really same similar. Fucking thing
0: happens in the next movie,
2: <laughs> uh. so I'm trying not to get them confused. But somebody says something about Megan, and Nikki says, "Let's go before they give us VD or something." To which Charlene looks at her boyfriend and says, aren't you going to say anything? (laughs) Yeah. And he goes...
0: Something like, I I would never give it to you. I wouldn't give you
2: VD if you paid me. Uh And Charlene looks at him and she's like, really? (laughs) You just said we have VD. Come on, Megan,
1: let's go before they give us VD or something. Say something. Nikki, I wouldn't give you VD if you paid me for it. Good, give it to Charlene. Is that
2: all you can think of to say? Which is so funny. We keep saying we have VD. Uh All that means is a venereal disease. It's not uh a specific thing. Yeah. Which confused the shit out of me when I heard in the Eminem song, better switch me chairs and I can tell the whole world how you gave an Eminem VD. Yeah, it, it took me so long. I was like, what disease is he talking about? Before, th-
0: before that, it was Adam Sandler on one of his comedy albums when he says, I can't believe Mike Tyson gave that girl VD. I had no idea what that meant. I think I was in middle school at the time.
2: I was in middle school when Eminem's song came out. <laughs> so that night at dinner, it's a very awkward dinner just like in Beetlejuice and because it's, and it's almost positioned in the same way uh huh you know like she's hunched over her food and the mother sits at awkwardly at the head of the table and the and Sebastian who's, Sebastian who's kind of like the father figure awkwardly sitting in the middle
0: Mr. Veezy.
2: like it seems like they were taking a lot of cues At least a lot of aesthetic cues from Beetlejuice.
0: Right, but not any of the, like, really stark, stereotypical Tim Burton stuff.
2: Right, it's like they were too afraid to go all in, which is hysterical because their movie is about a girl who's not afraid to go all in.
0: You think that's what the movie's about,
1: though? No, what I'm
2: saying, like, there's a character who goes all out Uh and is ridiculed for it. And it's almost like the director is afraid of being ridiculed Uh for going all in. So, they're sitting there at dinner and it's really awkward, but Sebastian's being really nice.
0: He is. But, you know, it's four months after her dad died and she feels like her mom's getting a replacement.
2: Right, and the mother, they did, we did have a scene where the mother was on the phone with her therapist from L.A., and she says, meeting new people, don't you think it's a bit soon? So then later, when she says, I've invited this guy to dinner, Megan says, isn't it a little soon? And she goes, it's never too soon to make friends, which is what we assume is what her therapist said. Right. So she's just doing everything that her therapist is telling her to do. She also
0: has completely different hair now. Yeah, well, she starts the movie with the short crop blonde hair. Uh huh. And in this scene, she has like long brown hair. I never noticed. Well, she says later when there's a disturbance, she says to Megan, Do you think he didn't like the wig?
2: Did she? Yeah, I, I didn't uh-huh. hear that line. Okay, so they're sitting there at dinner and it's really awkward, even though the guy is tr- doing nothing but trying to be nice. And all of a sudden, all of these flies start coming. Did that remind you of anything? Made me think of Amityville.
0: Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: And these flies just start. We see a lot of them on the mirror. So the idea is that they're coming out of the mirror. Right.
0: And then they just seem to be buzzing by and annoying them while they're at dinner. And
2: so Mr. Veezy, trying to ignore it, takes a bite of chicken. But when he looks at his chicken, what does he see? A
0: bunch of maggots.
2: What did that remind you of?
0: A lot of things.
2: Lost Boys.
0: Oh right, yes, with the uh, with the Chinese food.
2: Like there's a lot. A, this is a lot of this feels very mishmashed of other films put together. Sure. So he jumps up and he looks back down at it, and we don't get to see what he sees the second time. But
0: the, no, the second time I think the chicken's fine. Oh yeah,
2: just like in Lost Boys. Yes, uh, but so and they're all he,
0: laughing at him in Lost Boys. Yeah,
2: but he says. I got to go. I must be having flashbacks.
0: I was in Vietnam. <laughs> she's like, well, no. Well, how about you come in, into the living room? and we, you can, we can just sit on the couch and calm down. Like She's like, she really doesn't want him to leave. And she's trying to be very supportive of him. She recognizes the fact that he might be having a flashback. And he's like, uh, no, I should really go. These can last a while.
1: I think I better go. I must be having flashbacks again. I was in Vietnam, you know. No, I didn't. Why don't you just come with me into the living room and we'll sit a while. Maybe it'll make you feel better. No, no. I think I better go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they last for a while.
0: And then he leaves and that's when she says, do you think he didn't like the wig?
2: That's so funny.
1: Maybe he didn't like the wig, what do you think?
2: So this is when we get that water polo scene and it's very awkward. Nobody wants to pick her, blah, blah, blah. And then she walks into... Is it class? I think it's class, and everything goes into slow motion. And yeah, Chris- no, no, no. It's
0: lunch. It's lunch. lunch. Yeah, and
2: Chris was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's like a
0: purposeless slow motion. Eventually, they get to the point that everyone's looking at her and, and whispering about her and laughing, and it's supposed to accentuate that fact that she feels That's- like time's going slowly. Exactly, and- we're supposed yes. to be
2: inside her mind experiencing it the way she's experiencing it. It just takes
0: a while to reveal itself as that. And you're like, why are we in slow motion right now? It
2: happened way too early in the scene. uh (laughs) I mean, I picked up on it pretty quickly, but I agree. It it was way too long. Uh That type of thing should be very focused on the moment. Yeah. So we see her sitting there experiencing this. And... All of a sudden, uh, Charlene. Charlene, the ba- bad girl, starts to get a nosebleed. And at first, I'm like, who fucking cares? It's a nosebleed. I get students that get nosebleeds in the middle of class all the time. But then it starts to really start to pour and uh-huh. gush out. Yep. Which can be very dangerous. So there's that. And immediately after, Megan tells Nikki... I felt like I did it.
0: She tells Mickey and Ron.
2: Which is when Ron is like, all right, I'm out.
0: Yeah, uh-huh.
2: Like, I'm done with this.
0: They're, like, at Nikki's place after school or something like that. And he's like, how about you give me a call when she's gone?
2: Why don't you try to turn into a normal person, he says to Yeah, her. like, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's turned into an asshole.
0: But Megan's starting to think, I did that. Right? Like, she's starting to realize, oh, can I can I do more stuff?
2: Yeah. She's starting to think, like, do I have powers or is the power coming from something else? And I think pretty quickly she starts to wonder if it's the mirror because this next scene is very strange. Mm-hmm. She's chewing gum. Yeah. And then she takes her gum out.
0: Rubs it on the mirror. We see from the perspective of the mirror. And then puts it back in her mouth.
2: And it tastes terrible. And she
0: spits it out. Like, what the fuck did you expect? It's so bizarre. It's
2: very what strange. What is this scene
0: about?
2: <laughs> I don't know. The next day, all the popular kids show up dressed as punks and goths.
0: And Jeff, Charlene's boyfriend, is like, why are you guys doing this? This isn't cool. And they're like, it's just a joke. And he's like, oh, God.
2: yeah. And they're like, why just don't you like it? Everybody else likes it.
0: Yeah. He's like, just leave her alone. What did she ever do to you?
2: So then when they all come in, the science teacher says, oh, God, is the start, the start of a new trend.
0: Uh-huh. Stephen Tobolowsky.
2: And it's just kind of like, I know. Oh, he's,
0: he's a total dickhead to- teacher. We're he's supposed to not feel bad for him. We're not? No. Okay. At the beginning, when she's starting to develop these powers, she she uses it against people that we don't like. There's There's a very specific turn that's coming up pretty soon here.
2: And they are about to take a test, and he says, if anybody talks, you will fail.
0: Which he does not reinforce.
2: Yeah, that pissed me off. Something happens, and Charlene's friend makes a biting comment over to Charlene, and he says, girls... And I know what that's like. I know what it's like to tell them, hey, if you do this, you'll fail. And then they do one thing of it. Uh, And then it's like you're put in this really stupid position where you can give them an F and have everyone in the class turn on you. Or you can ignore it and then look like you're an ineffectual teacher. Right,
0: but I don't care about him because do you know why they were talking? Because he came by and then picked up her paper the test Megan was working on and was like, what's your problem? And she says, I don't have a problem. Uh, and he says, God, no, what, what's the line? The line is something along the lines of, no, you don't, but you don't have a solution or something like that. What is that? No,
2: he says you do. You just don't have a solution.
0: That's what it is. That's what it is. What's your problem. I
2: don't have a problem.
0: Sure. You do. You just don't have a solution. It's like, what a fucking dick cheese.
2: Okay, yes, and we are definitely supposed to feel that way. However, being a teacher, like, I wouldn't say that, obviously. But it's very frustrating when you see a kid just sitting there not doing it. It's like, try. At least fucking try. But there's no indication that she
0: wasn't done, wasn't thinking about a problem. He just walks up to her. She's not immediately writing something down. It's like and in the
2: corner of her desk. Like, she's not, she's obviously not. Stop
0: done. making excuses for this guy just because he's a teacher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: And so they're giggling about it or whatever. And then that's when he says, ladies. And he doesn't actually reinforce his no, no talking rule. But now Megan's pissed at him.
2: Yes. And he... Has a heart attack and dies.
0: No, he starts breathing heavily. And he gets his inhaler and it's not working. And then he ends up passing out. I don't think he dies. I feel like he's awake when they take him away. But, yes, an ambulance comes and they need to take him away and they don't need to do the test, I guess.
2: And while this was happening, earlier when... Charlene got the nosebleed. We saw that the mirror was bleeding, but no one else saw it. Now, when this happens, Megan comes home and sees the blood on the mirror. And what does she do? Do you remember? No. She goes up to the mirror and at first she's just caressing it. Uh-huh. And then she's kissing.
0: Oh yeah, it. and then hands come out and grab her. Grab
2: her legs. Uh-huh. And she starts to lick up the blood. Uh-huh. From the mirror.
0: So things are starting to turn.
2: (laughs)
1: What?
0: (laughs) So she decides she's going to try out her new power. And seeing if she could, now that she could just, when she didn't know she had a power.
2: But first, who comes to her house? The auctioneer comes to the house while this is happening. Uh Uh-huh. And she says, hi, I'm here to get the mirror back.
0: Right, it was left here on accident. Somebody already bought it.
2: And she's just like, I can't let you have it now, it's mine. Uh Uh-huh. Which tells the auctioneer, oh shit, it's yep. happening. Yep. Also, we haven't mentioned this, the color is very specific in this film. Everyone is always in blue and white.
0: Everyone in the school is in blue and white, except and, for Megan and who wears the, black. The,
2: the surroundings are blue uh-huh. and white. It's only Megan who stands out wearing all the black.
0: And it doesn't seem like th- there's any point beyond that. Like, maybe that is their school dress code. You need to wear blue. Maybe they don't have a uniform, but they have that very specific dress code. The movie doesn't seem to want to do anything with it other than differentiate Megan.
2: Yes, exactly. But it's
0: an oddly specific thing to do.
2: It is. For
0: just that. Make everyone wear bright colors or whatever. That's fine. But
2: why is everything blue and white? Yeah. I'm sure if I looked it up, blue and white represent something. (laughs) No, because, like, different colors are supposed to be, like, I've never agreed with this, but from the little I know about set design and costumes, obviously you want distinguishing colors, but if you're going to make them that apparent, they are definitely supposed to represent something specific. Yeah. And, like, you know, warm colors versus cold colors, I've never remembered which is which. Because I think it's bullshit. I no, think that, I don't. I think you can make Red calm. And I think you can make Red angry. And I think you can make Red scary. And I think you can make Red sad. I don't think that Red can only be evil.
0: No, 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 no. Who said anything about only? Nobody says anything about only. But if you want to make Red calming, you have to work really fucking hard. <laughs> because your natural inclination to Red is one of hostility. One of it's not calming. It's I not just, a calming color. I
2: don't buy into
1: it.
0: No, that's fine that you don't buy into it. That you're not limited by it or whatever. But just like every artist has to understand that, no, you don't have to draw within the lines or color within the lines. That's totally fine. But you need to know how first because there's a reason why we have all these art rules. Because there are very specific ways that the human mind responds to things by default. And if you're not going to work within those bounds, you need to understand why they work that way. So then you can manipulate that. For instance, you ever notice how many fast food places have red and yellow Mm -hmm. in their signs? That's because the combination of those two colors together induce feelings of hunger.
2: And I... Don't understand that. That's it's weird.
0: just true. Does does it have to? No, but by default, it generally does. Just like that. Just like with
2: red. So,
0: she decides she wants to direct her power at something specific,
2: and she wants to get even with Charlene. This is around the time where I wrote, "Oh my god! Not only is it a Tim Burton ripoff." It's a Heather's ripoff, too. A little
0: bit, yeah. Uh-huh. There's
2: a lot of Heather's going on in this movie, yeah. And it took me a while to pick up on it, but I was like, "Oh my god, they have a hard on for Winona Ryder," which I get, yeah. but like, come on,
0: <laughs> that's a good point. They're both Winona Ryder movies. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to they go to this dance, and she shows up all confident, like. Again, another thing that's mirrored in the next movie we're going to watch. That's at Charlene's house. She's throwing a party and it turns out it's like a campaign party. Yes. And Nikki gets invited, even though she's the other candidate. And she's like, why would I want to go to this? And then when Megan shows up and it's very obvious that Charlene doesn't want to invite Megan, then Nikki's like, oh, look, Megan, we were just invited to a party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Nikki's dope. Nikki's awesome. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. That's why I wrote it at this point, because that's straight out of Heather's. She's inviting people to a party, she's got flyers, or it's something. Something at lunch, maybe it's when they do the, um, maybe it's when they do the survey, the lunch survey, whatever it is, but it was, it reminded me a lot of that because... The main Heather gets bullied into it by Veronica, which is uh-huh. Winona Ryder. And here, it's the same thing. Charlene is pretty much bullied into inviting Megan. Even yeah. She didn't want to. Yes, they go to that party at which Charlene sees Nikki's outfit. And she's like, looks like I missed the sale at Kmart. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Nikki and Ron are making out in a closet and... Megan gets asked to dance by Jeff.
2: Now, it works for the film. It might seem a little awkward in real life, but think about it. A high school boy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Right. because his girlfriend, thinks this girl's hot. Why wouldn't he dance with her? And yes, I totally buy into, I just want to fucking dance with her. I don't give a shit about her. Totally buy into it, because that's a high school boy. It seems weird to us because we are not like that. Yeah, but I guess asshole boys do that kind of shit.
0: But that's the thing is this is Jeff, he's not an asshole. The only reason he's a jerk is because he's with Charlene in the first place. Everything else he does is is usually contrary to Charlene's meanness. And so it's almost like a nice guy sort of thing like in Carrie, but and Carrie, the girlfriend, specifically asks him to take her to the dance. Yeah. And this, he has a girlfriend and then he dances with another girl. At so it's his kind girlfriend's of, party. At his girlfriend's party, yeah. So it's very, very weird. But either way, Megan's really happy about it. It's like, I didn't do anything and he likes me.
2: Right. And then she immediately sees that they're leaving to go hook up.
0: Yes. And, and she's and all she like, really well, upset. Fuck.
2: So he's with his girlfriend in the car and they're having this conversation and she's like, why did you do that? And he's like, what, I'm not allowed to dance with her? And it's like, fucking no.
0: No, you're not. Yeah.
2: <laughs> a, you're in fucking high school where a dance is a much bigger deal. B, it's at your girlfriend's party that you did it. Right. Like, what?
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Megan's back at home sitting on her bed and really upset. And so she tries to invoke the power of the mirror to get Jeff to fall in love with her.
2: So it ends up working. He's hooking up with his girlfriend. He's like, no, I think you better leave. No, you got to stop. And then he eventually pushes her off of him when she's trying to give him a Uh blowjob. And she says, don't ever fucking call me again. You fucking understand. (laughs) I like it.
0: He's like, oh.
2: So he goes over to Megan's house and they're hooking up. But then halfway through, I guess her power disintegrates.
0: No, no, they're just kind of getting into it. Like he feels this attraction to her that he doesn't understand. And then, like, she's super aggressive. And she starts taking his clothes off and then her clothes off and then starts unbuttoning his pants. And it's making him uncomfortable despite the fact that she has the spell because it's a power she can't really control. And now she's getting a little bit too overeager. And so I think maybe part of it is she's not concentrating on it anymore. Part of it is it's going really fast, very intensely. And so that spell doesn't work that way. And so he just decides he's not going to do it anymore. And he backs off and she's like, no, you can't just stop. Yes, he can. And he starts to, like, back up, and he's really upset, and you can see he's just standing there. We got this shot of the side of his head, and you can kind of see a corner of the mirror behind him, Mm -hmm. and she's really upset at him. You can't go, and you can't leave, and then all of a sudden, just hands reach out from off screen, grab him by the side of the head, and pull him back towards the mirror.
2: Well, she says, I don't want him to leave.
0: Oh yeah, she don't talks to the mirror. Don't let him leave. And he's like, you're crazy, or yeah, whatever. He's yeah, he's like, who the
2: hell are you talking to? You are crazy. It's like in the craft. You are yeah. a witch. Uh-huh.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yes, you can't just leave like that. I gotta think this through, okay? Can he just leave like that? Who the hell are you talking to? I don't want him to go. Make him stop. Oh, Jesus, you are
0: nuts. Charlene's gonna kill me.
1: No, she's not. <laughs>
2: Then he gets pulled back towards the mirror, and the mirror just
0: kind of like rubs him on it, <laughs> and,
2: and then it gets bloody. He's got blood all over him, and <laughs> There's then he's no dead.
0: wounds of any kind. Yeah, and then he's just dead.
2: It's very strange. And
0: so when everything calms down, and the she can hear that her mom's like, "What's going on in there?" She says, "You got to clean this up.
2: Yeah, get rid of this mess."
0: Yeah, and then
2: so he when disappears. the mom comes
0: in, he's just gone. Mm-hmm. Jeff is now dead and gone. So now Megan's kind of excited.
2: And the mom is like, what the fuck happened? And Megan's like ignoring her. She's like, I'm going to go back to bed. And she's like, Megan? And she goes, good night. Like, fuck off, mom. Yeah. uh I don't even want to you. should go back to to
0: bed. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. The attack scene, I think, I thought was really cool. Now the hands came out of the mirror. But then, yeah, again, it's not violent in in, in any way. It just goes on for too long. And you're like, wait, what exactly is happening? Mm -hmm. And then she goes back to bed and-, and j. f. Sebastian's in her bed, and they play this really ominous music out of context, you would think they were playing that music because the fact that they were hooking up was like this major secret that that is is a bombshell. But we know, having watched the movie, the sinister music is more because it's a death sentence if Megan finds out. But don't worry, that's the last that it becomes an issue. It's just never an issue again for the rest of the movie.
1: hmm
2: And when she comes back, she says to him about Megan, she looked so lost. She looked so alone. Did she? Yeah. Did she? I don't know. Maybe, I guess, maybe she knows her daughter better than we think she does. I don't know.
0: Back at school, Megan... Tells Nikki because it because it seems apparent that there's no way Nikki's going to win. Charlene's going to win, and everyone's going to go vote. And Megan says, "Don't worry." What specifically does she say? She's like, "I ha- I have an idea," or whatever.
2: No, she says, "I'll take care of it." Yeah, and she's just like, "The what are you, election's are you take over. Care of it? I, I yeah. lost." Uh-huh. And she's just like, "I'll take care of it." And she she's just like Megan. It doesn't work that way. They're playing water polo again. Yes, okay, and. Yeah. Megan is staring at her and Charlene just kind of, s- oh no, Megan goes underwater and stares at Charlene. And then Charlene gets, goes underwater. Like yanked
0: underwater.
1: As
2: if she's being drowned, but nothing is there to drown her. Uh-huh. She eventually gets out and blames it on Nikki. And Nikki's like, are you on drugs? Like, I was nowhere near you. Yeah. Uh, And she just, in a huff, she races off to the showers. Uh-huh. Where
0: we have a sort of half Freddy's Revenge (laughs) scene in the showers with the steam. Mm -hmm. And basically, the showers attack Charlene and they scald her to death.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. I saw a movie when I was in high school. I've never been able to find it since then. It was just on TV one random night. It was the weirdest movie. It was about, like, I thought it was about sisters, and one has magical abilities and the other doesn't, and the, uh, the the one that's normal starts to become popular, but then, like, the magical one kind of becomes friends with, like, the P.E. teacher, and at some point, the magical one with the P.E. teacher is in a fucking shower, but not, like, sexual, and then at the same time, while they're doing that, the bully girl is dies in an extremely similar way. She is steamed to death or whatever, or scalded to death. And I, when this was happening, I was like, oh my god, is this the movie? But, like, it's not. My brain can't, my brain's like, no, it was sisters, and she was in the other shower when it happened, but it was super similar. So if
0: anyone in the audience knows what she's talking about, please help her out, because it will drive her crazy. Yeah. Like, it would drive me crazy, too. Yes. So, so Charlene's dead, and Nikki ends up confronting her in the girl's bathroom about this.
2: Well, because Megan keeps saying she did it, and yeah. Nikki's like...
0: Did you just kill Charlene?
2: <laughs> and she's like, well, you should be thanking me. To which Nikki says, you are a nut.
0: And, this, and we know this whole time that Charlene's friend, I think her name is Lisa, is in one of the stalls... And is like hearing all of this, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Oh shit!" And Megan is trying to convince Nikki that I did it for you. You should be happy. You can
2: have powers too.
0: Yes, there's powers, but uh, but Nikki just is like, "No, this is fucked. I'm out of here!" And she storms off. And Megan shouts after her, and then she stops, and then she says, just to no one in general,
2: Kim. Now it's time for you and me to have a little talk.
1: Nikki, call me later. Kim? Now it's time for you and me to have a little talk.
0: And you realize that the whole time Megan knew that Kim was in there. Yes. That was fucking awesome.
1: Yes. That it was, was great. It was and really this is good.
0: the thing about this movie, is I wrote down. The movie feels like it goes on too long, but it also feels like it gets better and better as it goes until the end. Like it gets really there are these cool moments and weird stuff and stuff that you just don't expect. There's tons of stuff that you do expect, but then there's just stuff that you don't like that. That was awesome. I was like, oh, no, now we're going to have this stupid thing where somebody knows that she's that she killed Charlene and now we got to deal with this drama. But no, we don't. Because Megan knew she was in there the whole time and is now going to kill her. (laughs) So there are these rumors about how the house is haunted. And so Nikki tries to pursue these rumors. Oh,
2: that's right. She goes to talk to the auctioneer.
0: Well, first she goes to talk to the real estate agent. And and, And the real estate agent suggests she talks to the antiques lady, Emmeline or something, whatever her name is, to talk about the house. And Emmeline tells her, okay... I found these journals, I found these books, this is what they all say, we need to get her away from this mirror. It's the mirror that's doing it. And Nikki's like, oh my god, yeah, I I totally believe you. (laughs) Like, no questions, because obviously Megan has some sort of power. Mm -hmm. Antique Lady tells her the story of the sisters, one killed her sister in front of it to stop the power. That's where it's kind of revealed that, oh, it was actually the good sister that did the killing in the beginning, which it wasn't really clear. It looked well, more did like a sacrifice. Say, Forgive me. Right. But it's felt like a sacrifice for the for the mirror. It turns out it was to prevent them anything from happening with the mirror. And so the the Antiques lady tells her to Go get ready and meet me there. And Nikki's like, I'm going to go bring my boyfriend or whatever. She's like, okay, that's fine. But go. But remember, don't ask it for anything. And this is the first time we heard this. Yeah. Ever. hmm But okay.
2: That's That must be when this happens. so Megan now has apparently the power of telepathy or something. Yes. Because she knows that the auctioneer is coming for her. So she goes to kill her.
0: And she does it with the glass all over the antique shop, mm-hmm. and like impales this woman as she's sitting down.
2: And I think there's a flashing light somewhere. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's a really cool looking scene. Yeah,
0: it's well shot. Also, somewhere in here, the second dog dies too.
2: Yeah, that. Happens but it's kind me. of
0: a non-issue. Yeah, the dog just barks at nothing, <laughs> and then when it gets into the room, you just hear. <clears throat> But it kind of—it's not really a thing there. And there's we—we we see more POV from the mirror, and we—we we hear what sounds like backmasked voices. And I want to play them back forwards to see if they mean anything. So I'll put it here. <laughs> So if that actually meant anything, I found out when I did the edit. So (laughs) I don't know right now. So Ron goes upstairs. To find. To find Nikki in the bathtub full of water. And she's submerged under it. Another thing.
2: Well, first. I was
0: absolutely not expecting.
2: Well, first he finds the sculpture of himself that she made of his face. Yes. Completely destroyed. Yes. And then, yeah, then he finds Nikki underwater. In the bathtub.
0: Yeah. And then Nikki attacks him. And then there's this whole fight scene and turns out Ron actually has injuries now. I wrote down. He's all fuck it. He's all fucked up. And when Nikki shows up because she came here to get Ron, she sees Ron dead on the bathroom floor. And then her Mm
2: -hmm.
0: laughing in the corner, just sitting down, kind of cackling, laughing.
2: Yes, yeah, so she sees herself laughing in the corner, which is a cool shot.
0: Yeah. And then that Nikki that's laughing in the corner just fades out of existence. It didn't actually exist. Nikki gets a phone call and it's Megan. And Megan's inviting her over.
2: And she says, why are you doing this? And she tells her, I'm the only friend you need. Yeah. She wants Nikki all to herself. She also tells her, I'll be waiting. And just so you know, that silly lady from the auction house won't be joining us.
0: Yes. So Nikki's freaking out, and she heads over to Megan's. In the meantime, Megan's mom is downstairs just, like, doing the fucking dishes? And she keeps dropping something down the garbage disposal? (laughs)
2: Like, in... What movie was that? Wish Upon Yes
0: (laughs) Yeah she reaches down she grabs it successfully And then it stops again so she reaches down Again and then it turns on and it just Chews up her hand and there's blood everywhere Which okay none of this would actually happen If you stuck your hand in a garbage disposal but it's okay (sighs) But her hand's like stuck And the garbage disposal Is chewing her up and that's not how Garbage disposals work but that's okay It's
2: not her hair
0: right (laughs) It snaps her neck (laughs) And then she put, yanks her hand out and it's all chewed up, and then she collapses on the floor and she dies of blood loss. And now Megan's mom is dead.
2: This is when Megan starts to wonder, can I trust the mirror? Earlier, we didn't mention this. Earlier, she showed Nikki she had the power by giving Nikki pain. Yes. And she said, see, that was in the bathroom. When I she can was telling control it. it. Uh-huh. I can make it stop and then she lets it go and you can see Nikki's look of relief and i can make it start and then Nikki is in pain again uh-huh but now the mirror decided to just kill her mom even though Megan didn't want her to uh-huh. want it to
0: just like the two dogs yes and so when Nikki shows up i guess they're going to kind of like you know Megan's really distressed and she's worried and then Nikki wants to specifically destroy this mirror And so there's not really, like, a fight necessarily between Megan and Nikki, but then all this, like, wind happens. That's what I wrote.
2: Silence, but the wind.
0: I wrote down, okay, but what specifically is supposed to be happening with all the wind? What is going on here exactly?
2: The powers. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And so Megan, she kills herself or she gives herself to the mirror. Yeah, Megan dies somehow, and I really, really don't remember this all too clearly, because at this point... I was exasperated by the fact that, like, none of this is making sense at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it just things are just kind of happening. They needed a climax, and so things just kind of happen. And there's no real rhyme or reason to it. But Megan ends up dying, and that prevents the thing from coming through just like it did back in the 40s. And then Nikki gets upset, and what does she do? She asks the mirror for something. Mm-hmm. Specifically, she asks just things to go back to the way they were. We get a monkey's paw scenario here, which is the only monkey's paw thing about it, by the way. When it was originally going to be made in the newspaper, they they talked about how Zelda Rubenstein was going to be in it. You know, the uh, clairvoyant from Poltergeist. Oh. Yeah, and she never ended up being in it for some reason. Uh, but also that it was going to be based on the monkey's paw. And it's like, not at all. Well... No,
2: again... It's doing things she's asking it to do, and it's going further than she wanted it to. No, it's not... I know it's not the same thing as the monkey's paw.
0: Monkey's paw is something very specific. (laughs) Like, Wish Upon tried to do the monkey's paw, and it did not know what it was doing. (laughs) You teach the monkey's paw. You know this. Yes,
2: I know. Yeah. But I'm saying, I see... I see, maybe that—that's what it was originally intended for. When, when it, it was, was first a pre
0: pre-production, yes, or yeah, a
2: billion yeah, yeah. rewrites. So she
0: asks for things to go back to the way they were, and then she wakes up, and she's wearing a dress from the forties or whatever, and she's kneeling over on top of the bed, Megan, who has a dagger inside of her, and she's dead. And I because guess now not, they're the sisters from the 40s. not
2: specific enough about what she wanted it to go back to.
0: Yes. But now they're apparently the Weatherford sisters. And the demon comes out of the mirror and then just goes right back into the mirror again. <laughs> and then Nikki covers it. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, well... Wait, did it come out? Did beginning. it not come out? Did it just decide to go back in? Because it's it's very clear that Megan dying sends it back in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why would the mirror send them all the way back to the 40s to a time when it specifically was prevented from coming out?
2: I guess because it's a cycle. It just keeps doing the same thing. But they're or?
0: we know that they're not friends. They were actually sisters. And they were played by two very different people in the beginning. So it's not really a cycle. They just went back once.
2: I don't know.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. The ending, it's like they didn't know what they were doing. I'm like, it's a tragedy with no logic. And I wrote down before I knew about the monkey's paw thing, all of a sudden it's a monkey's paw Mm -hmm. where it has twisted wish fulfillment, which Mm -hmm. is not what it's about prior to this. So I say, okay, now what exactly happened? Did she kill herself? Is the demon free? Did her soul get sucked in it to stop things? Like, But then they get sent back. How is this making things as they were? It's specifically not as they were because she wasn't one of the sisters. (laughs) Megan wasn't one of the sisters. This is not how things were. Even in the broadest interpretation of that. (laughs) And is he defeated? Or is he not? I don't know. Kelsey, there are multiple sequels. There is Mirror Mirror 2.
2: Electric Boogaloo?
0: Raven's Dance. So close. (laughs) And that actually has William Sanderson in it. Really? Yes. So I don't know what role he has to play. Because like I said, he disappears after that one ominous movie sting. (laughs) uh, Music sting. (laughs) And then there's uh, Mirror Mirror 3, The Voyeur.
2: The Voyeur. From
0: 95. And then there's Mirror Mirror 4. Reflections From 2000 (laughs) There is no Critical consensus for this movie On Rotten Tomatoes There is no Metacritic There is no cinema score It does have an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes Okay Out of 235 ratings Mm -hmm. What do you think that score is? 34? It's a 30.
2: Hey! Wow,
0: wow. Cool. Overrated or underrated?
2: A little underrated.
0: Uh, I don't know about a little underrated. It's better than a 30. Yeah. Yeah. What would you give it?
2: I was going to give it like a 52.
0: I was going to say a 50. It's not a good movie. But I didn't dislike it. it I would watch these, it again if it was on TV, like it has with commercials. Really
2: interesting, fun moments, right. that I Like
0: yes, and stuff that was unique and interesting. But then just stuff that didn't make any sense and was totally unexplained and and bizarre. And like you say, like it had a purpose originally, and then it was rewritten so much. And it, we see this a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, it felt like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not a thirty.
2: No. No, and I i mean, like I said, like, it tried different things. It was irritating to see it try to emulate other movies. Yeah. Like, I have no problem with you taking inspiration from other movies, but, like.
0: And also, a movie in 1990 that was starring women and written by women and directed by a woman. That's pretty impressive, actually, <laughs> for then. I mean, that they had the opportunity to do that. And wanted to do it with something that's so weird.
2: But yeah, no, I, I, and I, there were things about it that I really enjoyed. So is there a lot to it that's very dumb and silly and doesn't make sense? Sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of fun moments that I really appreciated.
0: Right. If you asked me, like if you point, if you were going down a list of all the movies we covered and you hit mirror, mirror and you're like, how's mirror, mirror? I would go.
2: You know what? It wasn't bad,
0: actually. I kind of liked it. And that's my assessment of Mirror, Mirror.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, I would say thank you, Diane. So would I. Yeah. But Not so much for the next one. But then we talk about the next one. <laughs> so that was 1990s Mirror, Mirror. Before we get to our next movie, Kelsey, horror movie trivia.
2: This 2000 film is about two sisters named Ginger, and Bridget, who struggle with the idea that one of them is a werewolf. It's Ginger
0: Snaps. Yes. So this book has an entire section, an entire category of questions, all based around the movie The Children. This 2008 film story... Wait. Yes. Yes. Is set during which seasonal celebration? New Year's. Yes, but the book says Christmas. What? Yes. What? It specifically takes place after Christmas. (laughs) Go back and listen to our children episode. I got pissed. The movie's marketed as a Christmas horror movie, and it's specifically (laughs) not. It's the week after Christmas leading into New Year's. That's why the family's together. Mm
2: -hmm. That's why, like, when I first picked it, I have picked it because it was a New Year's movie. Then I started to read more about it. I was like, fuck, it's a Christmas movie. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: But then we watched it, and I'm like, (laughs) no! It
1: is New Year's movie.
2: Everyone thinks it's a Christmas movie. I just think it's
0: bizarre that this book has, like, several questions about the children.
2: But none about Mirror Mirror?
0: Yeah, no, none about mirror, mirror. None
2: about look away.
0: None about look away. (laughs) And it, like, uses characters' names and shit like that. Like, who does Elaine run down with Chloe's car?
2: A kid, right? Yeah. A kid.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Smashes the kid, the little girl, I think, between... Station wagon or something, yeah. But That's
2: right, it's the girl that, like, you like throughout the movie, uh and then unfortunately she turns. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know her name. Nope. Can you believe that was almost a year ago?
0: Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Does not feel like we watched that a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to our next movie, it's 2018's Look Away, written and directed by Soft Bernstein, starring India Isley, Jason Isaacs, and Mira Sorvino. Like... Jason Isaacs and Mira Sorvino. (laughs) What are you guys doing? What is Look Away about, Kelsey?
2: A teenage girl who is also an outcast. Who's also friends
0: with a relatively popular girl who has a boyfriend who kind of doesn't like her. (laughs) And then there's a bully girl who has a boyfriend who does like her. Yes. Like, come on. (laughs)
2: Yes. No, you're, you're wrong. She's friends with a popular girl. The Uh popular girl has a boyfriend. The boyfriend likes her.
0: Oh, does like her. Yes. There is
2: another popular boy who hates her. hates her.
0: Inexplicably. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway.
2: So, anyway, an outcast teenage girl finds refuge in her mirror's reflection.
0: Now, the movie is free if you are a subscriber to HBO or Cinemax. If you want to rent it, Uh, It's on Amazon for $3. You can buy it on Amazon for $5. It's more on other services, but it's available pretty much everywhere. Should people watch this movie?
2: I'm going to say no. I will say no. I'm sorry, Diane. I I found this movie to be quite boring.
0: Yeah. And frustrating, too. How many times throughout the movie was I like, okay, now this is going to (laughs) happen. And then specifically that thing happened.
2: Yeah, but none of but neither of us saw the end coming. The end is stupid. Because the end doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: Like, oh hey, I have a surprise for you for your birthday. <sighs> he's gonna he's gonna get her plastic surgery. He's gonna <laughs> size her up for plastic surgery, and it's gonna be awful for her mental health. And yep, sure enough, that's exactly what happens. Like it's incredibly predictable. <laughs> incredibly predictable. Until the very end when it doesn't do a- Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. We, I mean, don't, you don't need to see it. If you want to know what this thing is and you have a lot of time on your hands, feel free. But, like, don't spend money on it. No. You can take our advice or leave it, but when we get back, we will talk about 2018's Look Away.
1: It's a jungle out there. I really didn't mean to do that. Maria. Who are you? You don't remember me? We have a screwed up daughter. She has no friends. She has no confidence. I can fix things. Let me help you. Queen. Uh, what? Am I not funny anymore? You're dead. Why are you doing this? Self-improvement. I'm sorry. I'm not. What else? That they've sent. It's time they learned that. Look at me. See me.
0: Kelsey, can you get us started? How does Look Away begin?
2: The movie begins with an ultrasound image of two babies punching and kicking each other in the womb. Yep. <laughs> and then we skip forward to present time <laughs> with a girl, our main character. What's her name? Maria. Maria, that's right, because her twin is Irem. God. <sighs>
0: okay, so let's – okay, so spoiler alert. There is an evil mirror version of our main character, Maria, who, yes, was apparently her actual twin who died right? at childbirth or was killed at was childbirth. Was killed
2: at childbirth yeah. by her father for being deformed, but we never find out how oh, yeah, the kid uh-huh. was deformed.
0: Just, oh, it's for the best or whatever. And, like, the fact that there's the sonogram in the beginning kind of gives that away, (laughs) like, right from word one. And her name, this mirror image of Maria, her (laughs) name is Aram, which is just Maria backwards. That's the kind of quality writing we're dealing with here. (laughs) They couldn't have picked a name that reverses better, like Dracula and Alucard. Do you know, Alucard is such a cool-sounding, almost medieval-type name that I didn't know that Alucard was Dracula backwards for years. It just never even occurred to me. But this, like Arem, come on.
2: Well, it's because we also watch with the subtitles. subtitles, so we could see how it was spelled. If you just heard it. But Aaron isn't
0: a real name. Surely there's a there's a name that sounds like another name when it's spelled backwards. Probably. It's like they didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to right now
1: either.
2: <laughs> so in present day, we meet Maria who is sitting at dinner with her parents and she is dipping her fruit loops in ketchup. Which is our first...
0: Is she really?
2: Yeah, which is our first sign that she does not fit in with her perfect family.
0: Yeah, so her parents are Dan, who's played by Jason Isaacs, who most people probably know as... Malfoy. Malfoy the father. Draco's dad. And Amy is played by Mira Sorvino. Who
2: we mostly know from Romeo and Michelle.
0: And Mighty Aphrodite. She won an Oscar for that. Oh. They are... Okay. Jason Isaacs has a fantastic American accent in this, I think. Uh Anyway, oh yeah, and Maria and Aram are played by India Isley. Who I actually like. I like her. She was fine.
2: Yeah. Okay, so then we get to meet her best friend Lily, who is super popular.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And
2: she is not. Yeah. It, It feels a little bit like in Jennifer's body.
0: Sure, How yeah.
2: Jennifer's super hot and popular,
0: and then she's friends with Needy. Here's the thing though. I feel like Jennifer's body did a better job of making
2: their friendship seem real,
0: yeah, and Amanda Seafried seem like normal, like average looking, even though of course she's absolutely gorgeous, <laughs> whereas i it's almost like again, they didn't really even try with India Eisley. Like, she's hot. And they show her naked several times in this movie. Again, people. <laughs> especially when you're trying to make her seem, like, normal and average. You're going to show this this hot girl's naked body and then try to tell us that she's unattractive. She is
2: abnormally skinny.
0: She, yeah, she's a little skinny. But guess what? Aram is just as skinny.
2: Well, like it's the same actress. Exactly.
0: This is my point. <laughs> That so her being skinny can't be an indicator of her attractiveness, because both are, right? Like basically Aram smiles more. Yeah. And that's like the only difference. Well,
2: she also has confidence, which Maria does not. Right. And that does change a person. Sure. Anyway, Lily is a figure skater and her boyfriend is a hockey player. And she just kind of drags. Maria around with her, kind of as her security blanket.
0: Well, because they've been friends since they were, like, five or whatever. like in Jennifer's body,
2: sandbox love never dies.
0: Exactly. And I think they mention even, like, a sandbox scenario. They do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So, they've just... They've been friends since they were born, basically. But Lily is the popular one. And like I said, she just kind of keeps Maria around as a security blanket. Right. She's her... She's her... Mirror image in the fact that I'll always be hotter than you. I'll always be cooler than you. Yeah. And I keep you around to remind me of that.
0: Oh, I forgot to mention when I was saying, yeah, we see her naked body. She is a she's an underage teenager.
2: In the movie. In the
0: movie. Stop doing this, people. Just fucking stop it. I get that the actress was fucking twenty-five. <laughs> When she made this, but, like, you're telling us this is an underage kid, which... Like a 16-year-old. Yeah, (gasps) theoretically. No, she's a senior, so she's probably 17, which is close. And theoretically, she could be 18. But don't try to, like, titillate us with, oh, this person's right on the cusp. (laughs) Like, this isn't a category on Pornhub. Like, (laughs) it's a character we're supposed to like and identify with and stop showing us underage bodies, people.
2: Mm-hmm. Cut to another scene with her parents Her mother desperately wants her to go to the prom Okay, let's just deal with this prom situation right now
0: Oh, the fact that the prom is in an ice skating
2: rink? So, throughout the film, like, they're gonna make a big deal about the fact that Lily is a figure skater, and so she's gonna try and teach Maria how to how to skate
0: Who's never skated before
2: For the prom, and you're wondering the whole time Why does she need to learn how to do this for the prom? Because the prom is on ice, people.
0: We should probably point out that this is a Canadian movie.
2: I don't care.
0: <laughs> it's it's hockey and it's ice skating. Also, how is it that Lily is like a professional figure skater and her best friend for her entire life has never skated once? Yeah. She's never had an ice skating birthday or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that is ridiculous, especially since when I was a kid, ice skating birthday parties were a big thing. I I had, like, two of my birthdays at an ice skating rink. And
0: we live in Southern California. Yeah. So they're in Canada, surely.
2: Yes, it's very surprising and it's very odd. But why on earth would anyone want a prom on ice?
0: With ice skates in a big crowd of people.
2: With girls trying to wear dresses. Yeah. And No. Just no. Like.
0: If you've ever done this or know anybody who's had an ice skating prom. What were they thinking?
2: (laughs) Just on a most basic level, everyone would be freezing. Yeah. Why would girls wear prom dresses? They're going to be freezing.
0: And on a not so basic level, what ends up happening at the prom, how could you not expect something like that to happen?
2: Yes. Or just that maybe someone accidentally falls, gets caught on another girl's dress, and then just everyone falls. Like, why is this not a concern?
0: Somebody cut somebody's... You know, the end of their pinky finger off or whatever. It is a serious
2: fear for me. When I go ice skating, I seriously think about this the entire time. I am petrified Uh of falling on the ice and getting cut by an ice skate and, like, losing a finger or something. It is an actual fear of Uh
0: mine. So the scene... (laughs) The whole movie, she was like...
2: "Ah, (laughs) Yes, every time they would show us the ice skates, like, slicing up the ice, it was just like, oh, God! Oh, God!
0: So, we're not, I I think it would be very difficult for us to go beat by beat through the plot on this one, because honestly, it didn't really stick for either of us. Well. So, let's hit the broader themes here. Okay,
2: well, I, there's three things that I want to get okay, through.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead.
2: So, at this dinner, when the mom is trying to convince her daughter to go, she's trying to talk to her mom and be like, no, just don't, I'm not going. And her father is like, you're going to fucking do this. Like her dad is like, no, because her father is a plastic surgeon and he's all about perfection and fitting in.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing about the father character, too, is throughout the course of the movie, it becomes obvious that he does care about his family.
2: Only on the level that he is a Able to.
0: No, like, he wants to spend alone time with his daughter and not in a weird way. Like, he, he he likes the idea of bonding with his daughter, and he wants her to be happy, but he cares absolutely nothing about the deeper issues of their humanity. And that's the problem. Is Oh, and he's a plastic surgeon, so it's like a very heavy-handed sort of characterization.
2: Yes. He makes the point that she weighs less than she did two years ago. Which you might think, if you're like me, something happened two years ago. Yeah, maybe something changed for her, and then you're gonna meet this guy character who's going to torment her. And you might be thinking, oh, maybe he raped her two years ago, and ever since then she's been severely damaged. No, nothing. No, there's nothing. There
0: is no traumatic event that happened to her. Nothing, nothing. happened.
2: There's no reason for this guy to hate her. There's no reason for her to be as depressed as she is. It's just the way things are.
0: Right. It's just the way things are. Because they needed a conflict, so they just wrote the conflict in without any consideration for, like, how it got to this point or what the backstory is or anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then we get this weird scene where she's, like, masturbating, but it's in the most uncomfortable position. Yeah, she's, like,
0: crawled up on the ledge, and she's, like, crammed up in the corner against <laughs> the mirror on this top shelf, masturbating in what looks like pain. Like, she's she looks like she's hurting herself. It took me a while. Like, I feel like we're supposed to gather that she's masturbating. She it, doesn't
2: look like she's enjoying herself. No, like not which at for all. for me, I'm like, I wouldn't be enjoying it myself in that position either. Right?
0: And so she kind of like turns to the mirror and she sees her mirror reflection.
2: Is staring at is her. Is staring
0: at her. And you're like, well, yeah, that's how mirrors work. When you look at your reflection. But it, it was staring at, at her
2: before she looked or at
0: right. it. And, and it's one of those sort of like out of the corner of your eye sort of like, ah, and it really scares her half to death. But she can't like confirm anything actually happened. So she like falls off the sink. And her mom comes and is like, is everything okay?
2: Well, she goes to run to her dad and tells her, tries to tell her dad what happened. Which, when did they suddenly have a close relationship? But all he can say is, you look terrible. You need to get sleep. You need to put your best foot forward. Go upstairs and put makeup on. And he's just ignoring everything that she's yes. saying. The mom's like, but she needs to eat her omelet. And he's like, we both know she's not going to eat the omelet. like yeah. right, Like, right in front of her. And it's like... That just makes her not want to eat more, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like in Skins where it's not so much that she wants to be skinny, it's that she wants people to fucking notice that something is wrong. Right. We see her look in the bathroom again, we see the mirror image keeps kind of looking at her, and I think it's more that she's trying to ignore it than it is that she doesn't see it. Yeah, because there's okay. little things that kind of make it seem like she does know it's happening, but she's trying to ignore it. Well, she does one of those
0: goofy things, you know, in The Lonesome Ghosts or like in um, that one silent film, which I can't think of the name of right now. You know, where you're trying to like move along with your mirror image and then they're mimicking it perfectly. But then there's just a slight variation. You're like, bah.
2: Like in uh, Big Business. I think it's I think it's Lily Tomlin who does it in Big Business. Uh-huh. It's, it's either Lily Tomlin or Bette Midler, but they... The idea is that two twins got switched at birth. Okay. So, like, they meet in the place and they think they're in a mirror. And so they start Uh doing it. It's really fucking funny. (laughs) So it's kind of like that, too. So then Lily shows up to pick her up for school. She now has a new car. So now she doesn't have to get on the bus, which is a good thing because the kid who torments her always sits on the bus. Yeah,
0: that guy's name is Mark, I want to say. That's Mark. Again, he torments her for no discernible reason whatsoever and is, like, aggressively mean to her. Yes. And Sean, who is Lily's boyfriend – and I'm sorry if I'm getting these guys' names mixed up. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) We'll just call the boyfriend Sean. He is – really nice to Maria because he actually really likes her as a as a person and he feels bad for her.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important to say that he is in love with Lily. Yes. He's not trying to cheat on there's Lily. There's a scene
0: where Lily does this really obnoxious thing where she makes it all about her where there's hockey practice and then she skates out on the ice and starts making out with That's Sean. That's at the very beginning. Yeah. It's and the then, first
2: time we meet them. And
0: then Mark is like, hey, come on, man. Let's get going. And then they're just, you know, but he loves his his girlfriend so he's like, Fuck you, Mark, just give me a second. But he
2: also considers Maria, I mean, in his mind, Maria is Lily's best friend. Right, yeah. And so she's essentially one of his best friends. So it's like, you do not fuck with Maria. She is one of my good friends. She's my girlfriend's best friend, and I'm not going to let you fuck with her. But Lily, being the bitch that she is, takes that to mean that oh, he, he's into her. Right, yeah. Which, of course, Maria also takes to mean that. So Maria uh-huh. suddenly becomes interested in him. And that pissed me off because I actually had this problem with a couple of my friends in high school uh-huh. where it was like- Humble brag. I, I would try to become <laughs> friends with my friend's boyfriends because I was like, well, you mean a lot to my friend. And now
0: you're in our lives. You're so in our like, lives,
2: yeah. so I might as well become friends with you. And my friends would think I was like, Trying to get in on their boyfriend. Uh-huh. Just because I was being nice to them. Uh-huh. And it's like that. Girls are Kid- crazy. Well, kids
0: in general can kind of suck.
2: <laughs> yeah. I had two friends do that to me in high school. And I was just like, fuck you. Uh-huh. What do you want me to do? Just ignore him? Just pretend like he's not there?
0: Yeah, he's he's one of the only good, actually good characters. But he's not as good as Nikki was in Mirror Mirror. No. But, like, he, he doesn't really have... Many faults, really.
2: Right. So then back at her house, she again sees her mirror image and she's just like, well, why am I seeing you? And she says, because I'm here. So now she can talk. Yeah. Now they're talking to each other. And she says, I'm everywhere you are. I've seen everything that's happened to you. I can take away your sadness because I've seen all the horrible things that have happened to you. And I remember all the moments that you have chosen to forget but I can fix this.
0: And again, that implies that there are moments to have forgotten. We get no insight into any of that.
2: No, they do. They say a couple of things. Like what? Well, I didn't write them down, but like, I remember when she left you in the sandbox. Right. I remember when at the first day of school, she promised to get there and sit next to you. And then she ended up sitting next to another girl instead.
0: Right. But like, this is shit kid stuff. That she shouldn't be mad at. You think there's going to be, like, real moments in her life that she has repressed. Not just forgotten because they don't fucking matter.
1: We've been best friends since we were three. I was there, too, remember? I remember when she left you alone in the sound box, All alone by yourself because she wanted to play with the other girls. Never happened. I was there when you made a pact to sit next to each other on the first day of grade school. No, she was late that day. The teacher seated her next to. No. She was there before you arrived, Maria. Sitting next to little Chloe, acting <laughs> like she didn't know who you were. And poor little you, you're there in your little pink dress she told you it made you look as pretty as As a princess you didn't remember that did you but i do i remember all of those moments i remember when she'd laugh behind your back and roll her eyes when you weren't looking i remember all of those things all of those things that you choose to forget like you wanted to forget her leaving you lying on the ice today. No, no, no. But I won't let you forget Maria, because that's what real friends do. They share their pain. You have so much inside of you, but I can take all of those feelings away.
2: It's also around this time. At some point, we get the scene where Lily tries to teach her how to skate. And then she falls and Lily just leaves her.
0: Yeah. And then starts like performing ice skating routines. And it's like, way to be a bitch. You're a bad friend. You're yeah. Because
2: sp- <laughs> she's supposed to be being like, haha, he's mine. Yeah, she like, does, what does that. that. What does that have to do with this? Right. With you just being an utter bitch leaving your friend who's stuck on the ice and can't get off.
0: Again, just people being mean for like no reason at all.
2: <laughs> yes. My immediate response was to to the twin who was like, oh, I can fix all of this for you. My immediate response is, what's it going to matter if you're stuck in a mirror? If things get fixed, what the fuck, how is it going to affect you? Like, even if your life becomes great, do you think the mirror image is going to go back inside the mirror? Right. Once your life is perfect? Uh-huh. Like, even if she does the things she pr- promises to do, why the fuck would she go back in li- inside a mirror?
0: Well, I think the point is that Maria's desperate.
2: She almost convinces her to switch places, but it's right then that her mom walks in and stops it from happening. Who are you talking to? Which is why I think it's called Look Away. Look away from the mirror image. Ignore the mirror Uh, image. Step away from it. It's such
0: a small part of the movie, though.
2: Yes, it is. And so she ends up going to the prom. And what happens at the prom?
0: At prom, she shows up and she looks great. She's wearing a tiara that her mom got for her, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> she looks fucking fantastic. This is, this is like, God, it's so unbelievable that anybody would pick on this person. Not that, oh, it's okay to pick on people if they're ugly and it's not okay <laughs> if they're good looking. But the reality is, if you have an attractive person who's not a bitch, why would anybody make fun of this person in the reality of kids in a school? Like, it just, it doesn't track. But she shows up and, you know, things are, are happy. But she doesn't, she still doesn't really know how to skate that well. And she falls down.
2: Well, at one point, the boyfriend of Lily comes and helps her.
0: Yes. He picks her up or whatever. Or mm-hmm. takes her across the ice or something.
2: And they end up having a dance. Now, this is way more, funny enough, this is actually way more believable in my mind.
0: Than what happened in Mirror Mirror. Than what yeah. happened in
2: Mirror Mirror. Because he saw her fall. He, he, knows, she, he yeah. knows she needs help, so he picks her up and it's like, hey, let's dance. Yeah, we're
0: already here. Let me pick you up. Let's. I know that was probably embarrassing, so let's take your mind off of that.
2: And the prom is a very different situation than at a party. Right. I don't know why that is, but it feels so much more natural that – I guess it's because she showed up without a date that I would probably have let – I would have been like, hey, honey, why don't you go take her out for a dance, you know? But that's not what Lily's doing. Lily gets pissed about this. But it seems way more believable that at a prom, you would, you would it would be okay for someone to dance with someone that wasn't their date. Right, yeah. Anyway, he ends up getting whisked away by Lily. And when he does, oh no, she falls again. Uh-huh. And this time.
0: Mark comes by. Mark comes over. Yeah.
2: And he puts his hand out. And I think they're supposed to be telling the audience, oh, it's going to be a good moment. Well,
0: because she's pretty now. He might be nice to her.
2: I guess. No, I never thought that. Nope. And he ends up just dragging her along the ice, which was so hard for me to watch Uh because I'm just like, she is flailing around Uh with tons of ice skates all around her hands (laughs) and her fingers and her extremities. And I don't like it. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was where it was going. I thought... Something, something was gonna like get cut really up really
0: bad was going to happen and yeah nope he just drags her to the side which by the way is
2: horrifying
0: in a human sense
2: where the fuck are the teachers right
0: not a single adult
2: yeah no adults to stop any of this like it's absolutely ridiculous i have been a teacher there's not a single dance ever that is not being supervised yeah. <laughs> so yeah i th- I think
0: we did miss the uh
2: Probably Be-
0: because this is when she decides to actually make the switch. So let's just just rewind just a little bit. There's two moments I wanted to talk to talk about. One is she goes to the movies with her dad because they like to go on little dates together, which is really sweet. And there's a sex scene in the movie that they're watching, which, by the way, is never not awkward <laughs> when you're watching a movie with your parents. I'm in my mid-30s and it's still awkward.
2: (laughs) I grew up watching these kinds of things with my parents, so, like, it doesn't mean anything to me. But they're, like, standing
0: there and they're, like, just focused. So your options are look at your kid during a sex scene (laughs) or... Focus intently on the sex scene uh-huh. with your kid right there. Like, there's no good option, and it's really awkward, and it's very believable. I and thought that was really good. And behind them
2: is a is, popular girl. It's not Lily. It's another popular girl. That's, right, but
0: Mark's there, too. Oh,
2: it's just Mark. Maybe yeah. it's just Mark.
0: And, and then when, when they go outside, Mark playing this nice, happy, friendly guy. Polite saying, Hey, Maria, how's it going? Oh, hey, Mr. So-and-so or Dr. So-and-so. He's trying to ingratiate himself to her dad because he's a famous plastic surgeon and dude wants to be a plastic surgeon when he grows up or at least a doctor.
1: (coughs) Okay. Maria, hey. Oh, what's good? I don't think we've ever met before. You must be Dr. Brennan. You are. Mark. It's a pleasure to meet you, doctor. I'm actually considering going into pre-med myself. I'd love to sit down with you. Pick your brain sometime. That wouldn't be too much trouble. Sure. Great. Maria, I guess
0: I'll just see you around in school. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I thought maybe we could talk and I can pick your brain for a little bit. And her dad is looking between this guy and Maria – who isn't giving anything away but she obviously looks really uncomfortable and I I wrote down dad please slightly redeem yourself and recognize that he makes your daughter uncomfortable. This is a bad person and he kind of does. It's very obvious that he that he recognizes that and he
2: But he takes it the wrong way. He thinks she's uncomfortable because this is a popular boy uh-huh and she doesn't he he thinks that she feels not pretty enough
0: yes and so his response to this is he's like hey you know what i got you a surprise for your birthday come to my office tomorrow and i can show it to you and what she did i thinks, say
2: she thinks it's going to be a car
0: yeah because that's the expectation she's old enough now maybe it's a graduation gift or whatever and i said immediately oh he's going to He's going to mark her up for plastic surgery as his gift to her. What a garbage human. And then sure enough. That is that's exactly, exactly what, what happens. Is. And the thing is is she's gorgeous already and I understand I understand that he can only see imperfections. He's in he's a hammer in search of a nail. But the movie isn't about him or his complexities. It's about those impacts okay. on her. Everything about her is totally fine. At, at, anyway, he's a garbage human at this point. And it's like, oh, you thought he was going to redeem himself at least and recognize that. No, it's like, oh, you need to be more confident around this this nice, handsome boy. Like, that's that was his interpretation. It's like, okay, fine. We got to have conflict in this movie and the dad's a bad dad. Got it.
2: So after all of that, she decides it's time. I'm going to trade places with my mirror image and hopefully she will fix things. And so then she goes downstairs and she's now the new and improved Aram. Oh, can we talk about how they do the switch?
0: They have to kiss each other? They have to put their hands together on the mirror and then they have to kiss each other. Like, okay, first of all, why would it involve a a twin lesbian kiss? It's just supposed to be provocative for the movie. (laughs) Why is there a specific method to do the switch? And how did Aram know what that method was?
2: People in the mirror, man, they told her.
0: I guess. (laughs) No explanation about that at all. Instead of just, if it was just, hey, touch me and we'll switch places, I would get it. But no, you need both hands touching each other and then you need to lock lips. Like, okay, you made it very specific. Now you need to tell us how you know it and why it's so specific. Nope, it's just a thing. So what's the first thing she does, Kelsey?
2: She goes and tells Lily, let's learn how to skate.
0: Nope. The very first thing she does. She gets out of the mirror. Aram gets out of the mirror. Goes and eats. No. She smokes a cigarette because the movie has no idea how to show you that she's a badass chick (laughs) than to have her smoke a cigarette. It's so heavy handed.
2: Yes, I agree. But she also does go immediately and eat, which is a big surprise to her parents.
0: Right,
1: yeah.
2: And then she also tells her mother that it was a perfect uh, prom and then she immediately goes and tells Lily, "I want to learn how to skate." Yep. And Lily's like, "Okay." Um, just so you know, I uh, you know I tried to stop them. Uh, it was shameful what they did to you. She
0: absolutely did not. By the way,
2: yeah, she did nothing. Like
0: I don't care if you think she wants your boyfriend. She fell on the floor and she's getting dragged on the floor and you just watched.
2: Yeah, and Aram is like not having it. And it's not
0: like it's not like Lily is afraid of Mark or whatever she. In the very beginning we saw she ignored Mark when he was protesting that she was out on the ice. He's like she's like fuck you Mark. Like <laughs> so obviously she doesn't have any problem with standing up to the guy. So she's just a bad person.
2: Mhm. So they end up going ice skating and suddenly out of nowhere Maria is quite good at skating. Okay. Yes. So Aram has magical powers. And so
0: of, and so uh, they abilities. they they play like horse
2: mm-hmm.
0: where Lily does something like, "Oh, well you can't do this." And then Aram does it, but not, not quite, as good. Not
2: quite as good, but it's still like, How'd this girl were, couldn't even yeah. skate before. Yeah,
0: and then she just they just keep getting more and more complicated until, until it suddenly finally, becomes a race.
2: Well, finally, Aram falls. Yeah. And Lily's happy because uh-huh. it means that, haha, I've I did. Asserted I'm, my dominance. I'm better than you yeah. still. But Aram doesn't like it, and so she gets up and starts... Running after after Lily. Yeah.
0: And Lily doesn't
2: understand what's going on, but Lily just starts running too Uh because she's just like, what the fuck is going on? And they're running and running and running, and they're going so fast on the ice that Lily ends up tripping, falls, hits her head, and dies. And Aram obviously waits until she's dead to call and pretend like she's sad. Yeah. But in my opinion, she didn't actually do anything. Okay.
0: I mean, we know with the circumstances of this movie that Aram led the actions of Aaron Aram led to Lily's death. But this is another thing I wrote down. Eventually, the cops get involved. And I wrote, why would the cops care? We know there's no evidence of any crime because we saw it happen. There's nothing about this that would lead the cops to investigate it like it's some sort of crime. But they do because the movie needs its conflict.
2: Well, you could. I mean, obviously, you could tell by the by the ice skating things if they're still there.
0: Oh, they were having fun.
2: True, exactly, exactly. She could just she could just do it as we were just racing.
0: Yeah, she, and she, fell, and she and fell and this happened. Yeah. And that's exactly what she says to them. There's also no reason to avoid the cops, which Aram ends up doing.
2: Yeah, which makes her look more suspicious.
0: Right. And so, I mean, we're kind of skipping all the stuff with the dad here, where the dad says, they go to to dinner and the dad's like, you're trying way too goddamn hard and you look pathetic.
1: Hey, clean yourself up. What are you doing? (laughs) Sit in your chair. Sit in your chair properly. Cheers. What do you see? Hmm? You see a sophisticated young woman. Do you? A fiery, independent spirit. An adult? Is that what you I see? see? I'll tell you what I see. I see a little girl trying way too hard. And looking pathetic. Now sit in your goddamn chair.
0: It's not something a dad should say to a daughter, but he's not wrong. Yeah, she goes so to the office and she sets it up to where they run into each other. The
2: father is cheating on the wife. And, uh, yeah, she sets it up so that the two women will be there at the same time, which causes the mom... Because... The mirror image hates the father because what we find out is that the father murdered the twin. Yes. Because she was deformed. Yes. And so somehow the twin is aware of this. Right. <laughs> and has had it out for the dad since day one. And But she also, like earlier in the film, Maria tried to convince her. She was like, well, our mom cares about us. And she's like, only to the extent that the father will allow her. Yeah. She'll do whatever the father says. So if we ruin their their marriage, maybe the mom will come on our side.
0: So what ends up happening, though, is that the mom just finds out that the dad's having an affair, never confronts the husband or the lover about it, and ends up just diving deeper into her medication and staying home and sleeping all day. And so really, the only thing it does is hurt the mom, which, OK, whatever. But in any case... I made the comment about how the cops wouldn't care and there's no reason to avoid the cops. She's sleeping with the boyfriend. Now she's
2: sleeping with the boyfriend. So they go Um, to a motel
0: and the cops are calling, trying to get a hold of her, and she refuses to go. And the boyfriend's like, come on, we got to go. We got to talk to the cops. And then she ends up. Knocking the boyfriend out with a bottle. Because like, at
2: this point, he's kind of put off by her because he's like, Why are we doing this so early? Why are we not caring that Lily's dead? Right. Is there something wrong here? Uh-huh. Did you do something? Why don't you want to talk to the cops if nothing happened? Exactly.
0: And so this is when Kelsey said, I said, There's no reason to avoid the cops. And then she hits the dude over the head with a bottle. And Kelsey's like, Well, now there is. <laughs> It's like, so it's the manufactured conflict at this point. Yes. Then she goes and she, so she kills the guy. Sean is dead, which sucks because Sean was cool. And then she goes to visit the dad. She's drenched in water because it's raining, I guess. Right. And she goes to where his apartment where he's staying. Oh, that does happen. They do split up. So he's staying in an apartment now. And... She visits him, and then she does this whole thing where, like, she's trying to get him to, like, molest her? Where I she, like, think, takes off all of her clothes I and think stuff
2: like they, that? I think what they were trying to imply is that she felt that her father was attracted to her, and it's kind of like she's trying to confront him about that. Yeah. But he's not falling prey to
0: To his credit, he's not even a little bit tempted or anything. He's like, you get your fucking clothes back on right now.
2: But also that response makes me wonder if there was something going on there because I think it has And now
0: that she's into it.
2: And that's why he wants to make her perfect because he's always always paying attention to what she looks like. And like, I totally get it. I get what you're saying. I feel like there was a part of the story that was taken Mm. out. But he's just
0: kind of a perfectionist and wants his daughter to feel confident about her looks. And yeah, he's a fucked up dad and he shouldn't be treating her like that. But there's no sexual element to it at all. It's completely sexless until she brings it up. Interestingly, in Janie's got—that's the plot of Janie's Got a Gun, by the way. We talked about how Nikki in the last movie is Janie, and Janie's got a gun. Janie's Janie got a gun so she could kill her father. Yes, I know. Yeah.
2: So how does she end up killing her dad?
0: She stabs him with like a scalpel. Okay. And then she scoople? dumps the scalpel, A scoopel. And then she she dumps the scalpel in a drain at when she when she leaves. She gets all dressed up again, and then she leaves.
2: And, and we get the stupid ending.
0: Yeah. So then she goes home and she sees her mom and her mom's just like, you know, drugged up in bed. And then she
2: crawls into, crawls bed, into with
0: bed with her mom. Like, she's really upset and she doesn't know what to do anymore. She just killed her dad. She got ultimately what she wanted, but she's killed everyone around her. And the whole time, Maria's stuck in the mirror and, and trying to get crying. out. Yes. And so then then we get this aerial shot of the bed where the mom just has her arms out like she's a dead person, <laughs> and and Aram crawls into one side on, on her arm like they're cuddling up together, and like they're both devastated, and they need to share this physical intimacy to, like, comfort each other, and we get a perfect 90-degree shot above them, and then it flips, like in an old projector or movie reel where, you know, the light flickers and then we see Maria on the other side, and it flips to Maria, and then Aram, and then Maria, and then Aram on either side of the mom, and then it goes faster and faster and faster and faster until you get the optical illusion that movies create where it seems like they're both there at the same time. And that's the movie. That's, the end. that's how the movie ends. Which,
2: what exactly are you saying? I have no idea. Unless the idea is that she was always one person. Or that. And this is just both parts of her personality. It's just supposed
0: to be profound because now these two girls get to be with their mother, which is what could have happened if the dad wasn't such a perfectionist. I don't know. You know, yeah. But now the mother's all fucking drugged up and it's like a tragedy at this point. And the problem is, is that there being an actual dead twin completely removes the power of the metaphor of the mirror. (laughs) and how this is a dark reflection of yourself. Because it's not. It's a completely separate, different person with their own motivations.
2: Unless it's all in her head. But we know there was an actual dead sister. Do we? I'd say yes. Maybe she's just an unreliable narrator. Maybe she's just been crazy this whole time. Maybe she has a split personality. But there's nothing that indicates that. You can say maybe all day. There isn't. There's nothing that supports that. And then the end doesn't make any sense unless you give it that backstory. Yes. This movie is way too long. Yes. It's quite boring. Uh-huh. It does things that you're just like I don't understand why that happened. And not not like, oh that was bizarre. What the fuck was that? I mean like that just doesn't make sense. It's
0: a movie that that is trying to be cool and edgy. And it looks good in many places. Like it's well shot in many ways. It's, it's, there's some moments where I was like, oh, that's pretty well acted, mainly, honestly, with Jason Isaacs. Of course, he's like, you know, the most professional actor in this movie. (laughs) But I, I didn't like it and I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't want to watch it again.
0: So what do you think the movie has on Rotten Tomatoes?
2: 19?
0: 17. Okay. Out of 12 reviews. There is an audience score out of 366 reviews. What do you think that is?
2: 33?
0: 57. Okay. No Metacritic, no Cinema Score. So do you think that 17 is overrated or underrated?
2: I'll say 17 is perfect.
0: You're going to give it a 17? Yeah. I would give it a 25, I think.
2: It's not that it's like, it's not like I was watching and I was just like, oh my god, I hate every segment of this. It was just like very like, uh, Right. Like it was, it was effort to watch it. Because it was just so boring. And like, I just didn't care.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing if we weren't watching this for the show, I would have turned it off. We would have turned it off. Mm hmm. So, Diane, I really hope that we're not offending you or anything like that because this is a really a movie that you love or something. <laughs> it may be, but it just wasn't for us.
1: Yeah. Like I
2: said, like, it's not like it's a horrendous, like, oh, my God, how did this even get made? But no, not at like, all.
0: Not at all. It's
2: just so. It's almost
0: like a why. Why did it get Boring
2: and long. Yeah. And I just don't care about these characters. I don't
0: think that the writer-director <laughs> uh, cared to explain why he was doing anything it's just his first project, or not his first project, but he wanted to be like, you know, edgy and interesting. Which is funny because it's
2: an extremely surface level film.
0: It is. That's my point. Is it's like,
2: mm. It doesn't go beyond the, the image of the mirror. Ah!
1: <laughs> it's
0: just like a mirror. Everything, the entire substance is just in that surface layer. Yep. yep. This guy's done practically nothing, although he did direct a TV series called Fauda. And a bunch of TV movies and shorts. Uh, This is his first, like, big movie. But yeah, he did FAUDA for Netflix, apparently, in 2015. Uh, So, that is 2018's Look Away. Thus ending our Mirror Image episode. Kelsey, what are we watching next week?
2: Well, next week it's Thanksgiving. Yes. And you know us.
0: We have to do a themed episode.
2: Every year. For every holiday. Well, not every holiday, but a lot of holidays. So we're going to do Blood Freak.
0: Blood Freak.
2: And Thanksgiving.
0: Yep. Killing.
2: It's going to be a week.
0: Don't worry. Killing is short.
2: Don't worry. The week after that, we're going to do something that you'll probably be a lot more excited about.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. We're doing a movie that's on my top ten movies of all time. So just like with Jaws. So I'm very, very excited about that. I'm honestly really excited to see A Killer Turkey.
2: (laughs) In both movies. Yeah. (laughs) Killer turkeys. Both movies.
0: Until then, you can always reach us at podcemetery.com where you can access every one of our episodes as well as a list of every movie we've ever covered if you wanted to browse our episodes that way. You can follow us on Twitter, at Pod Cemetery, which I would highly recommend. We post a lot of content that we either don't talk about in the episode or maybe it's more visual in nature. So please do follow us there. Check the link in the description to see what we talked about the movies we watched this week. Don't forget to rate and review us in your podcatcher of choice. A five-star written review is the most help you can be for us there. And honestly, it helps out quite a bit. So we'd really appreciate that if you haven't done so already. For those of you that have, thank you so much. We've gotten some really great and kind reviews. And thank you for sharing us with your friends if you've done that. That's also a big word of mouth help as it goes a long way. And thank you for listening in the GD first place. We love each and every one of you. Until next week, I've been Chris.
2: I've been Kelsey. And this has
0: been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words?
2: Oh, you don't want that mirror. Why don't you come by my shop and we'll pick you up me? I don't want
1: to be buried in a cemetery. I don't want to live my life.
0: I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. ready. Their son works as an editor for one of the YouTubers I watch, The Completionist, because I watch a lot of video game YouTube stuff, and... They just did an episode on Mist. Do you remember Mist? Mm-hmm. And he was playing it, and he talked about how his parents remember playing the game when it came out. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> at least Jamie Lee Curtis is a really big gamer type. So, anyway,
2: I Mist was way beyond my ability when it came out. Sean had it, and he played some of it. But...
0: I only ever played it. On the computers in our library in middle school,
2: you had it at school.
0: yes, they had it at school, along with where in space is Carmen San Diego and Oregon <laughs> Trail?
2: I loved Oregon Trail.
0: and you couldn't save your progress ever. So it was just trying to beat the game in an hour. but you know, we didn't have the internet. Well, I guess we did kind of have the internet back then. I remember some people would bring in, like, a walkthrough that they printed off on their dot matrix printer at home, mm. brought it in to try to get as far as they could it, it, during lunch.
2: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Boy George was the singer from – fuck, I just lost the name of culture the group. Culture Club. Thank you. I was like, Culture?
2: I kept thinking Karma Club. I was yeah, like, no, it's not Karma Club. I was like,
0: Culture Chameleon?
2: No, 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 the song's Karma Chameleon. <laughs> Do you really want to hurt me? How come you never play my songs now when I sing them?
0: If they're too random.
2: I don't think they are random. It's already
0: a diversion for you to sing them and that's fine, but then we're going to take double that time to put the song in? Yes.
1: Do you really want to hurt me?
2: Do you really want to make me cry? And Sebastian is trying to ignore them. We should probably say his real
0: name. What's
2: his real name? William
0: Sanderson is his real name. The character's name is Mr. VZ. I
2: thought his real name was Sebastian.
0: No. J.F. Sebastian is the name of the character in Blade Runner.
2: Oh. Like, she's not, she's obviously not.
1: Stop
0: making excuses for this guy just because he's a teacher.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: you don't know what it's like (laughs) you don't know how hard the job is
0: I said immediately oh he's gonna but uh you know where he sets up with her mom and the dad's patient lover
2: oh yeah I forgot about all that
0: Okay, so the entire time I was doing that wrap-up spiel, Kelsey's eyes were, like, widening and <laughs> closing, and I'm like, oh, God, she doesn't have the last words. She doesn't have last words. This movie had me hooked from its first scene to last, even though I couldn't wait for it to end.
2: That's all you had to do? Just put a black cloth over it? Damn it, she doesn't say a biting remark or anything. Oh, you don't want that mirror. Why don't you come by my shop and we'll pick you up, pick you-